What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a leading international mindfulness expert, author, and presenter. He is the founder of The Conscious Professional and a pioneer of the mindfulness and conscious leadership movement. Please welcome Neil Seligman. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's uh, wonderful to be here talking to you. I know I've been talking your ear off for a few minutes before we started uh, recording, but you know, I really feel that there is a underlying energy in the universe right now where mindfulness is becoming more adopted and more um, people are more exercising it more today and thankful, thankful to people like you. Um, yeah. yeah, you agree? Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. It's um, It's been a really interesting wave to kind of surf because um, I, I founded my business, which is a corporate mindfulness consultancy, um, before anyone had really heard of mindfulness. So it literally came to me in a meditation. This is what I should do with my life. Um, and um, yeah, those first few years, it's like 2012, 2013, I'm going out to my network and nobody knows what mindfulness is, but they're really sure they don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the feedback I got. Um, and it took a couple of years before I got my first corporate client. I started kind of packaging things as resilience, but sliding some mindfulness in there. Um, and then gradually over time, mindfulness has become, you know, mainstream. And that's, yeah. you know, 2012 to 2023. So only, you know, just over a decade. Look at the change. So um, I have a lot of questions. I mean, I'm big into, like, I do a morning meditation, usually every morning, if you know, I wake up on time. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but I'm very much, even if I'm in the car, I'll do like a meditation because you can do a meditation. You don't have to always just be laying down and sitting still, you know, just as long as you're mindful and you're allowing yourself to be open to, you know, that energy in the universe, right? So I guess when you started going out to different businesses, when you got your first big client, what was that like for you? And how did the company react to you bringing this into their organization? So first of all, it was a big relief because yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> I've been like on this committed journey thinking, okay, you know, I trust my intuition, but it was wearing a bit thin <laughs> by the time, you know, I'd had a lot of rejection. Um, so it was really nice to kind of, basically I was starting a trainee program um, and it was the first time they'd introduced anything like resilience. We packaged it in with digital well-being, mindfulness, um, some stuff on personal well-being, just kind of basic stuff. Yeah. I still get people coming back to me now on LinkedIn or email. I'm um, saying I still have that manual that you gave me in, in that session. And um, so it's, you know, it's really nice to look back on that as the start. And then, you know, the way it's all developed over the years, our trainings now have become much more focused on, well, how do we apply mindfulness to professional skills so it's not just about what is mindfulness anymore right. most people kind of have a bit of a baseline there um but it's about okay well how do we apply this to our communication skills to our 
personal challenges like imposter syndrome um how do we feed this into our desire to have more emotional intelligence you know this kind of the fine tuning pieces um and then the leadership side of it as well and that actually has been really my my interest i can do the what is mindfulness trainings you know that's fine um but i'm really more interested in okay now if we're being more mindful and we're folding this into how we operate in the world how can we also think about what this kind of makes possible for humanity if we bring awareness into everything um and that's really what i stand for and you know that's the conversations that i get excited about yeah no 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 i love it if someone doesn't understand what mindfulness is <clears throat> What, how do you explain that to them? Yeah, so mindfulness um, is kind of a rebrand of meditation in a way. Meditation was kind of thought of as a little bit too spiritual to talk about in businesses, in health services, in schools. And mindfulness, um, whilst it does have its roots in Buddhism as a word and as a practice, um there was a a teacher who's still kind of the sort of grandfather of modern mindfulness john kamas in who actually had a conversation with the dalai lama and asked is it okay if we take mindfulness out of buddhism and introduce it to the west as this kind of mind training so that people can kind of go on the journey of meditation but they don't need to necessarily go on the buddhist path and right. they're not necessarily going to be religious they may have other all sorts of differences and cultural aspects they bring with them can we welcome them into meditation this way and talk about it as mindfulness and Dalai Lama was like yeah definitely you should definitely do that it's going to be good for everyone so so that's kind of where it came from um and so there's kind of formal aspects to mindfulness practice so we might do like a sitting meditation type of practice and pay attention to our breath a lot of uh, mindfulness is around embodiment so we might do a body scan and actually take our awareness our awareness usually centered in the head right when we're working we're busy we're thinking up here we try to drop awareness through the body so we can connect with the feet you know with the legs the hands the body really get a sense of okay i'm actually all of this organism i'm not just this thing um and so a formal practice would be you know you're sitting down you're lying down and you're paying attention to some aspect of experience which is rooted in the present moment and then the more informal practices might be okay i'm washing the dishes and i'm being present so i'm gonna actually pay attention to my senses as i'm doing it and the whole point of these practices and, and it's often not well kind of described or understood why we do this um, but when we take the the mind and the body and bring them together into the present moment, it's soothing for the whole organism, for the whole system. Yeah. Usually the body's doing one thing, right? So we can be washing the dishes, but actually I'm worrying about my meeting tomorrow or I'm yeah. fretting about what I said yesterday to my partner or whatever. And actually my body's doing one thing, but my mind is either in past or future. This is the stressful experience for the human organism. And so it's that skill of, okay, let's practice being present in our formal practice. Let's practice being present to our senses, to our what's actually happening right now and attend to it and witness it um, as we're moving throughout our day. And those two things together can help us um, basically de-stress a yeah. little bit. You know, we're talking about percentage gains rather than a kind of switch of, 
now I'm in bliss <laughs> just because yeah. I'm practicing mindfulness. But it's percentage gains which are useful. So it's kind of nudging us towards calm and equanimity. And there's, you know, there's lots more to it, loads of different skills. We learn along the way about how to relate to our thoughts, emotions, and sensations um, with greater skill and control over time. You know, we sort of kind of mapping our inner consciousness. Yeah. Um, and I find that for most people to be really valuable. Yeah. There is a discipline that is required when you start doing, you know, practicing mindfulness, you know, let alone meditation. I myself love it when I'm able to be, and I know what you're talking about, be fully present. If I'm cleaning the house and just finding the joy and the peace and doing the cleaning of the house and just having no sound, no distractions and able just to be right in there in that moment. And it's just, it is a beautiful feeling. Like it's almost like, um, if you can achieve that, not let the monkey mind go crazy, there is a feeling of euphoria and just total utter like joy and peace that comes within being so present in that moment. And, you know, I that we are human, you know, we always got a million things going on. So it's not always possible to get to that place. But when you can get to that place, it is so beautiful that it, I mean, it really, like you said, it brings you such peace and calm that it, it is I mean, I definitely recommend to people to try it. <laughs> For sure. And and most people will have, you know, a few activities in their life they could point to um, and be like, okay, yeah, there's this thing that I do. Maybe it's running, maybe it's skiing, maybe it's yoga, maybe whatever your thing is, where actually you just let go of the kind of day-to-day grumbles of life and you're so in the experience that it's that experience of timeless flow. Yeah. Um, and I think the teaching of mindfulness is that the state of that sort of eternal state of, of presence and flow is available in, in all times and in, in all things, in all activities. Um, and, and it's really hard. That's why it's a practice. It's really hard to cultivate that. It's really hard to remember to do it. Uh, this, 12,000 different things that can distract us out of that into our patterns and habits and so on. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I find it kind of endlessly fascinating because it's mm -hmm. super simple and really complex all yeah, at the same time. For sure. So when you get into, I mean, now that the audience is knowing what mindfulness is and what that actually means, if they can imagine that in their head, when you go into an organization, a corporation, and you're starting to apply this to for them into their everyday work life what does that look like for them and and how do you explain that how they can implement this into what they do because it's completely right. different when you're when you're cleaning the washing the dishes or cleaning the house personally versus professionally like you have to you can be mindful but you also have to have this professional mind that when you're doing that or or do you tell them it's one of the same uh, I, I try not to tell people things generally. My audience is, a, you know, they're super smart. They, they're already pretty good at what they're doing. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I kind of invite people to explore and discover in terms of their experiences. And there's a couple of different ways kind of we would bring mindfulness in. Sometimes, you know, teaching the other day, um, a 90-minute session on imposter syndrome. Mm. So, in the exploration of that, we're going to talk about some of the theory around imposter syndrome and what it is and what it isn't. But I also will do a mindfulness practice at the beginning and the end. So at the beginning, I'll, I'll do a practice to help people kind of arrive and drop in, but also to 
reflect on an experience of imposter syndrome so that they can kind of bring it into their present moment experience of what happens like where do they feel it in their body yeah. um, what are their symptoms what are the repetitive thoughts that come up what are the behaviors that they get drawn into um so they have some data and that sort of real present moment data I find it really useful to reflect on things in the scope of kind of a meditation or a visualization. Sure. Um, and then at the end of the session, um, we can do a more of a mindfulness visualization of like, well, let's, let's look into the future a little bit and feel what it would feel like to have a more evolved relationship with our own self-appreciation, with our own self-compassion, um, perhaps overcoming a little bit of our own negativity bias. Like, how would we move through space in that future? How would you feel in your body? Like, what would be different about your expression? Um, and, and those tools, I think, sort of take these types of shorter trainings to a different level in terms of impact because you're bringing things in in a really kind of embodied way yeah. and you're giving space for integration and for learning to kind of find its way into the body. Um, and so that's, that's kind of one way to use mindfulness to look at skills yeah. that are, 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 or challenges. Um, and then, you know, if we're teaching mindfulness, there'll sometimes be um, companies that are offering like a retreat experience. So you can kind of lead it, over a number of days and build skills but often that's quite rare um so we have an online course as well which is a 10-day program called zen in 10 um which is just 15 minutes a day and it builds the basics of mindfulness meditation um to allow people to basically by the end of it sit in meditation for 10 minutes without a teacher without music without guidance and know what they're doing that's the only aim of it 10 minutes because if you can meditate for 10 minutes you can kind of meditate for as long as you want yeah it's yeah. the first 10 minutes of like okay i'm going to sit in my own silence and not freak the f out yeah um, and for a lot of people that's that's Very an important mountain mm -hmm. and this course is about okay let's let's break that down um and let's let's show people that actually it's it's not that complicated you yeah. can yeah. be kind of led into that um, and find a way to kind of make friends with our own inner space and our silence. So, yeah, a lot of people are kind of scary of um, sitting in their own silence. It's, like, right. it's kind of scary to them to sit in their own silence. I know for me, it was before, you know, in my previous life now where I'm at today, you know, I, you know, I can sit in the car and just have nothing, nothing but silence. But, you know, my fiance, well, you know, he's got to turn the, the, the volume up. I'm like, let's just, let's just sit in silence. You know, let's just take it all in. <laughs> he thinks I'm a little woo woo, but that's okay. Um, after you do these, these trainings, these, you know, this leadership, the, the conscious leadership movement um, for these organizations, what is the outcome, the typical outcome when you go into an organization and, and do the, do what you do? So um, I think it's really a, an increase overall in self-awareness within the organization, um, which measurably um, is really increasing emotional intelligence um, because ultimately the, the types of trainings that I do um and others in this field, um, of course, it's kind of about culture change. Um, and in companies, there's this journey going on, which is kind of 
stepping away from the sort of macho nature of of work um and allowing it to become a bit more human and a bit more humane um and so that kind of conscious leadership moment is is really the kind of shift from the old command and control leadership models yeah. where we were kind of scared of the people who are more senior than us and you know it's kind of a fear system yeah. and maneuvering that gradually to a more collaborative human-centered conscious leadership space um and that's about taking people on the journey and it's about listening and co-creating and being kind of coach and buddy to the people you're leading and trusting their vision and their ideas and you know looking at how to harmonize the team um and this has been obviously going on for a long time this shift um but conscious leadership is kind of a another lens into it which is you know very much seated in the mindfulness space because it you know the conscious piece is all about awareness Mm -hmm. and mindfulness is a tool of awareness it's kind of the the way that we can map our inner awareness um and so yeah it's those types of outcomes you know we might see the organization it's hard to measure these things but becoming kind of more compassionate and kinder um and you know that that plays out in terms of retention yeah less yeah. sick days you know just you know a better kind of morale it's yeah. that kind of- it helps with mental health overall um why do you think it's important for organize- organizations to start investing into someone like you to come in and to help implement this into their culture because conscious businesses are outperforming non-conscious businesses yeah. so um you know we might we might think of our organization as being limited by the consciousness of the leader. Yeah. Any organization can't really evolve beyond the consciousness of the leader or the leadership. Yeah. Um, and so if you're not investing in raising the consciousness of your leadership, you're going to be maybe at the top of where you can be right now. Yeah. And that's not what you want to be in 10 years time. Um, because there are businesses who are folding all of this in and and seeing how um you know the way in which they are creating these different types of cultures particularly as the workplace is completely revolutionizing itself in in this decade in terms of you know what's happened through through covid um and the flexibility of work is just you know it's really disrupting the whole workplace and what people you know expect and experience from their from their work Um, And so to have leaders who are not threatened by that, but able to uh, roll with it um, and to co-create in and around all of that change, um, that's a big part of of what this brings. If we're in a fear mindset, we become defensive, aggressive. Um, You see all sorts of businesses kind of flailing around that sort of thing. so so yeah so i think it's it's really you know the success of the long-term success of the organization has to be about evolving its own consciousness yeah i would agree 100 percent. i'm not in corporate anymore but if i was still in corporate i would uh, you know this is something that i would appreciate if leadership did start you know investing into increasing the consciousness of the company a couple more questions before we start wrapping things up Time is flying by. So you've got a couple of books. Can you tell us about your books? For sure. 
I have them here. So this is um, 100 Mindfulness Meditations. I always describe this one as like a recipe book of meditations. And I wrote it because I was bored of, there was like 10 or 15 meditations that I was hearing all the time. And I was like, it's got to be more than this. Um, And I just downloaded these meditations. I would literally meditate every day and then write down what I received. And I received these meditations. I wrote the book in like less than six months. And it was just boom, out there. Um, So that's a really fun one. And then um, this one is called Conscious Leadership. Uh, Reveal Your Potential, Inspire Excellence. Um, And yeah, I was asked to kind of download the goodies from my corporate trainings into a really kind of bite-sized, easy to read, well-organized book. Um, And uh, that's what popped out. So it's a a kind of book that, you know, you read on the train or on a plane or, you know, you can just kind of dive in and get really good tidbits about all sorts of different things around leadership and personal well-being and taking a heart-centered approach and all sorts of generosity, gratitude, kindness, compassion in leadership. You know, there's lots of good stuff in there. So uh, those are the two books. I love it. And where can people find those books? Um, So you can find the books on Amazon. Um, You can connect through neilseligman.com to kind of all of my publications and and services and things. And then on the corporate side, theconsciousprofessional.com is the business kind of side of it. So B2B stuff. Excellent. You also have an online course. Can you share with us what that is really quick? Yeah. So that's the Zen and 10 one that I already mentioned. Yeah. The 10 day mindfulness course that kind of accelerates mindfulness, leaving you able to meditate for 10 minutes on your own. Nice. Love it. Okay. I will put all his links in the show notes. So if you connected with what Neil has shared with us today, do not hesitate to go click those links, go check him out, purchase one of his books. If you are looking for um, some guiding and meditation, I know I'm interested in checking out that book because yeah, I think that's uh, very important for us. This is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Can I leave you with a mini, mini practice? Yes, please. Many, many months. So it's called FHB. Um, so if I just guide it, you can do it with it. You can do it together. Yes. So F stands for feet on the floor. So we want both feet flat on the floor, not crossed, feet on the floor. So we get that sense of, okay, I am a physical body being connecting through my socks into the carpet, but into the earth. I'm grounding here. So feet on the floor. H stands for hand on heart. So put one hand or both hands on the heart and just feel that sense of, comfort and connection and that reminder of oh i'm a heart heart centered being there it is right in the center of me it's right there feet on the floor hands on heart b is body on breathing so this is just a super quick settler it allows us to remember who we are what we are feet on the floor hands on heart body on breathing fhb Really simple, 30-second to 60-second practice. You can do it anytime you're panicked or feeling a bit anxious. And it just allows us to come back to the body, the breath, to settle before we get into what we need to do. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you. That was beautiful. Well, Neil, it was such a pleasure hearing your story and what you're bringing to organizations and to people everywhere. I think that it is a beautiful thing. And the more mindful that we can all become, the better world it will become. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. 
Well, um, we appreciate you for being here today. So um, well, I'm going to take a, I'm going to check out one of your books because I like the 100 Mindfulness Meditations. I'm going to grab one of those. So uh, thanks for having me, Deanna. You are welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.